Hello there, this is Gerald Salenti, and it's Trends This Week on Progressive Radio Network. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, what in the world is going on? The coronavirus. Whoa. Goodbye, Rosie. Queen of Corona. See, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. The coronavirus. That's the big news. That and the impeachment. Yep. What are they up to now? 136. People in China dead, 136 out of 1.4 billion. <laughs> hey, they may be lying about the numbers. It may be a 396, maybe a thousand. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Maybe we we'll come up with a good excuse to come up with another. We gotta, we have to vaccinate all children for coronavirus. Yeah, maybe I'll come out with that line. Yep. I mean, I don't know how bad this thing is, but, uh, you know. Coronavirus is the mainstream media's headline news. People are dying. Cities in China shut down. Tens of millions quarantined. The government is in crisis. Foreigners evacuating. As death toll rises, flights canceled. Whoa, Maron. And equity markets on Monday, they tanked, but they're back. And again, while it's difficult to forecast how fast and why the virus will grow, as I said, you know, it's only 130 something people have died in a nation of, of 1.4 billion people. And most of the victims were chronically ill before getting the virus, from what I've read. And now they're comparing it to the terrible SARS virus, the severe acute respiratory syndrome in 2002, 2003. That was really deadly. Over 800 people died. A world population of what? 6.21 billion back in the day. So comparing the facts and reality to the media hype and government fears, unless coronavirus is extremely worse than SARS, the real health risk will be minimal. And the negative economic implications are going to be short term. So where's the world heading? Economically, geopolitically, what are the new high-tech trends, health matter trends, and other trends? Yeah, they don't talk about that. We do in the Trends Journal to help you prepare and prosper. And of course, it goes out every Tuesday. It's a weekly, no other magazine like it on earth tells you what's 
going on. What's next and what it means. So, that's where the news media is. And the impeachment thing is just a total waste of time. They're not going to convict Trump. Everybody knows that. You need a majority in the Senate. And it's already controlled. They need like a two-thirds majority. And it's already controlled by the Repulsivekins. They're not going to vote him out. Coronavirus live updates. Coronavirus outbreak top 6,000 cases in China. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. How many people, let me, how many people die in car accidents every day in the world? Let me look that one up. Bump, 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 bump. It's coming up. Where are you there? What, what happened? There we go. Nearly 1.25 million people die in road crashes each year. <laughs> On an average, 3,287 deaths a day. An additional 20 to 50 million are injured or disabled. But we got coronavirus. Let's see, how many people died of flu last year? In the U.S., we just do. All right. In the United States, each year, CDC estimates that influenza has resulted in between 9 million to 45 million illnesses and 61,000 deaths annually. Since 2010. I guess those flu shots are really working great, huh? What a bunch of crap. 61,000 deaths annually. You got 136 people died of coronavirus. And um, what I say, how many... Coronavirus out of 1.4 billion... I mean, it's nothing. But anyway, and you know, they say that it's transmitted from animals to humans. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, they got that big swine flu crisis over there in China. You know, the ways they raise pigs, it ain't like, you know, the old days when they had small farmers. It's all big ag. Poison pigs, poison meat, poison food, poison everything. And um, big ag and all the way they treat these animals to grow them as fast as they can and shoot them up with all the antibiotics and everything they can. You know, is that what causes swine flu? I don't know. But anyway, I'm thinking about it. The Chinese are the biggest pork eaters in the world. And they got the swine flu, so I wonder if it went from swine flu to you. Rosie, queen of Corona. My parents' family, may they rest in peace. My father's side were from Corona. Yeah. 
Corona. So, that's what's going on in the world. As I said, the impeachment process is just a waste of time. It means nothing. And the markets. Equity markets are going up. Up, 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 because they're pumping more cheap dough in. As I said, just came out with the New Trends Journal yesterday. And some of the economic updates, monetary methadone, repo rescue, top six trillion. Junk debt due sets record. Trump in La La Land. What's that one about? Addressing the World Economic Forum at Davos last Monday, President Donald Trump told the gathering that the U.S. is in the midst of an economic boom, the likes of which the world has never seen. You know, the Bronx used to have a saying, BS has its own sound. No one is benefiting more than the 1%, not the middle class. You don't have to believe me, believe the Congressional Research Service report that found the tax cuts had little effect on the overall U.S. economy. And a trillion dollars went into stock buybacks. And according to the uh, Congressional Research Service, wages grew more slowly than overall economic output at a pace that was consistent with prior to the passage of it. The U.S. economy is only growing and now it's going to be growing at about an average of 2%. So what is he talking about? How does he get away with this crap? They're all pathological liars, these people. You know, I mean, I, I, anybody to me that votes Democrat or Republican, you're voting, oh, we're going to put Bernie, and we're going to put this one, and we're going to put that one, and they're leader of the gang. It's a gang. You're not going to change anything. We need a, a no-party system. Direct democracy. Let the people vote. You want to go to war? Let the people vote. You want immigrants to come in or stay out? Let the people vote. You want a tax cut? Let the people vote. We the people. Not we the plantation workers of slave land here that are sold out by a bunch of low-life scum politicians, the dumbo craps and the repulsivekins with a long, long track record of by their deeds you shall know them murderers and thieves. You're arguing with Democrats. Okay, what a freak show. Republicans. What do you like, Mitch McConnell? Lindsey Graham? Why does anybody quote this piece of crap? Oh, I forgot Andrew Cuomo, Chucky Schumer, Diane Not-So-Feinstein, Out-of-A-Mind Pelosi. Look at the freak show. Look at the freak show. Where are the people? How come they don't stand up and rebel against it? Maybe because they become as freaky as they are. Yeah. Hey, we got Chris on the line. Chris from Connecticut. Hi, Gerald. Can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just had a question 
when you talk about a bank holiday and you know government just taking people's money or like what happened in Greece, um, how does it work as far as like brokerage accounts? Is is money if you bought stocks? Is that money safe? Yeah, probably. You know, but I'll tell you one one thing that happened to me when nine eleven happened. That money's safe, but going back to the banks, they'll do anything they want at any time. They'll call a bank holiday. They'll steal your money. They'll do whatever they can. They've proven it. They've proven it by the felonies that they've committed, and that nobody goes to jail for, other than the little people if we break the law in any little way. But they could rob us of trillions of dollars and get away with it. But the stocks, you know, you know, they're not going to be able to abscond those, I don't think. But anyway, 9-11 happened. I forgot the name of the bank. I think it was Fleet. And I had money in, in um, uh, CDs, certificates of deposit. You have, they had a thing back then, Chris, it was called interest rates. You used to put your money in the bank and you used to make money like 5%, 6%. On interest rates, of course, now their overnight rate is only 1.75, and the only people that get cheap interest rates are the banksters, while they screw us with, you know, uh, credit cards is 17%, payday loans 500%. But anyway, 9/11 happens, and I've been thinking. I've been was. You could look, go to our website, trendsresearch.com, and click on our forecasts. In no, excuse me, December 12th, 2000. USA Today, when it was a big newspaper, used to run my top trends of every year. And the headline read, 2001 won't be our year, Trendseer says. And I warned that a wave of anti-Americanism was sweeping the globe and Americans wouldn't be safe at home or abroad. So when 9-11 happened, and I'll never forget, I was watching CNBC News, and this guy, he passed away, I forgot his name, he said, oh, a plane, we just got to notice that a plane crashed into the World Trade Center, private plane. And, you know, it's, it's no big deal. It's not, we'll, you know, it's not overreact. We're going to go, we're going to shift over to there now. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of flying over the years, you know, private planes and, you know, and other commercial. And I was doing a lot of hot air ballooning back then. And it's a beautiful September day. He said, nothing could fly into the World Trade Center, unless it happened on purpose. This is what's going on in my mind. And it goes back to, is your money safe? And all of a sudden, that plane comes crashing in. First thing I did, I picked up the phone. I called my girlfriend at the time, Marie Piastier. She was a French woman. I was living in Rhinebeck. She was up in Tivoli, a little north. I said, Marie Piastier, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. Go to the bank and get all your money out. Gerald, you're kidding. I said, do what I tell you to do, and then come over to my house. I then picked up the phone, and I called up Fleet Bank. I said, I want to cash out my certificates of deposit. I want them, I want them sent to um, the Rhinebeck Bank, because it was my saying is guns, gold, and a getaway plan. I was ready to leave. I saw that plane crash into the World Trade Center, Whatever people say was real or not, whatever I'm saying, what I saw, and I don't, and they're telling me the planes are coming down the Hudson River. I know where Indian Point is, the nuclear power plant. I said, if they hit that thing, there's going to be chaos like you can't believe. I'm getting the hell out of here. So the bank tells me, I'm sorry, Mr. Salenti, we can't transfer your money out. Certificates of deposit are financial instruments. 
traded on Wall Street, and Wall Street is closed. Okay? So you may be able to have your stocks, but you not be able to cash them out. You got it? Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, so that's what could happen. And what I did on that day, too, by the way, is um, as everybody's freaking out, I had jerry jugs. I bought a bunch of jerry jugs, filled them up with gasoline, stacked them into my car, took out maps. They had maps in those days. It was these paper things with lines on them that showed you between different areas. Joking. And I had maps to Canada and taking all back roads because I knew they'd shut down the major highways. And I packed up just one little suitcase uh, and I had, and this is what, September, but I had silk underwear. I put in a lot of dried fruits and dried uh, and nuts and water. And I was ready to find, go up to where I was going to go and cross the border, you know, in, in no man's land because I knew I couldn't cross from the U.S. into uh, Canada. And I'm only four and a half hours from Canada because they'd have probably closed the borders down if it was a real nuclear disaster, if this thing went off. I don't know if they would do that or not, but I had my passport, took all the money out of the bank I could, had gold, guns, and a getaway plan because I figured if the worst came to worst, from Canada I could go anywhere. But from the United States, I'd be locked in. And that kind of incident, I believe, is going to happen in my lifetime. Because with the wars that are being promulgated by the United States, particularly what they're doing to Iran, is going to bring World War III. And World War III, when they asked, I've mentioned this before, uh, uh, Einstein, they said, How, what weapons will be used in World War III? Remember, who's the guy you know helps develop the atom bomb. He said, I don't know. He said, but they were using sticks and stones in the Fourth World War. So, we've got John from Joyzee. Hello there, John. Yeah. It's a nice day today. Pretty not, well, there are clouds in the sky. On 9-11, there wasn't a cloud to be found. I know. I said that. Yeah, I had the same, similar. I was I was home that day. I was doing some work around the house. I heard somebody on the radio say, uh, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. Holy crap, so I ran outside and turned the TV on. And sure enough, there was, I guess that was the South Tower was burning the first. Okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, somebody called me. Let's call me. Okay, you want to call back later, John? No, I don't, really. I want to throw this phone out the window, so hold for a second, please. All right, we got it. All right. Okay, we're going to move on over here. We'll be back later with you. So, going back to what's going on around the world, you know, the markets are back up. Gold prices, 
it was still pretty solid at 1570. And another important one to look at is oil prices. Oil prices now, Brent crude, is under $60 a barrel, barely, but 59 and change. I'm mentioning this because it's an indicate this has nothing to do with the coronavirus. The inventories are building up, particularly in the United States. There's a global slowdown going on. They're going to use this coronavirus as a, as a excuse as to why the markets are going down. It has nothing to do with it and why, and why oil prices are going down and why retail prices are going down. No question about it that the virus has affected China because this is the Chinese New Year's and that's big party time. Time to celebrate, travel, party. And, you know, they got a lot of the places in lockdowns, you know. And uh, they ain't moving around. So it's going to hurt sales there. But life goes on. But they're going to use this as an excuse. You know, people say to me, you know, Salenti, you're a gloom and doomer. Because I say about what a fraud the economy is. I'm a gloom and doomer. Look at all the media with this coronavirus. Measles. Anybody die with it? Well, what, three people died of measles last year in America? 20, maybe 100? And again, when I was a kid, and I'm the first of the baby boomers, there were a lot of kids. And everybody got the mumps, they got the measles, and you got chicken pox. And life went on. Anybody die? I didn't know anybody that died. I didn't know anybody that knew anybody that died. But now, get vaccinated. Or you get assassinated. So, the global economy is not in good shape at all. There's going to be a slowdown in America, but, and the big but is, they're going to lower interest rates. They're going to lower interest rates. Yep. And... They're going to do everything they can to prop up the economy before election day. Weekly mortgage applications surge over 17%. Here you go. As rates fall on coronavirus fears. Rates didn't fall because of coronavirus fears. The rates are going down because of the lowering interest rates. Yeah, mortgage rates fell to their lowest level since November. All right, November, January, November, 
December, January, that's only two months ago. Was there a coronavirus in November? Interest rates are going down. Interest rates are going down. So, people ask me, should you buy a house? Should you do this? You're saying terrible things. You should, life goes on. Prices will come down, then they'll go back up. They always do. This time it's going to take longer because they don't have that monetary methadone to inject into the system like they did before. So it's uh, going to be a different trip. Fiscal policy. They go deeper in debt. We're going to build infrastructure, create jobs. And take the money from you. That's where we're going. Hey, you know, another thing that's going on is that um, they shot down an American plane over Afghanistan. And this isn't like, you know, tiny plane. It was a big plane and there was supposed to be some high officials on it. And this happened on Monday. It's totally out of the news. And the Pentagon said when it happened that they were going to fill the people in. We don't think first they denied it, blah, 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 blah. It was a, it was an Afghanistan airline. It wasn't, you know, this is, this is big. And the Taliban are saying that they shot it down. I mention this because the Taliban shot it down. A number of people were killed. And Trump used the excuse when one person was killed in Iraq American contractor, contractor, you know, they were doing plumbing work or maybe laying bricks. The uh, contractor, maybe a mercenary. That was the excuse to bomb Iraqi troops aligned with Iran and killing some 30 and wounding scores more. That was okay. But hey, the Taliban just shot down a plane and a big one, and there were a number of American officials on it. How come you're not reacting like that, Trump to the Taliban? And what are you doing in Afghanistan? Murderer Americans? And we're not leaving Iraq. Murderous Americans. And we have every right to be in Syria. Murderous Americans. If you don't fight against this, you support it. Libya. Syria. 
Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Venezuela. Look at America's murderous actions. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote, repulsive Guinea Democrat. I love Obama the murderer. Trump is my kind of murderer. I like the murderer Clinton. He was a slick willy. How about Bush? Yeah, Bush. A bushel of crap. If you don't fight against what's going on, as I see it, you're an accomplice to the crime. That's just my thought. It's like watching a murder happen out in the street. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. Don't call the police. Don't try to stop it. Don't do a thing. Kill millions in Iraq. Slaughter hundreds of thousands in Afghanistan. Destroy Libya. Bombs away in Syria. Don't do anything. Let them suffer. Are you an accomplice to the crime? That's for you to answer, not me. So we're going to take a break now. We'll be back in a few. If you have any questions or answers, 1-888-874-4888. See you in a bit. Does PRN inspire you? Does PRN make you want to learn more? Does PRN help you to see inside yourself, to be yourself, to grow and to do? The truth is, we all need each other to be, to grow and to do. So, we are asking that you check out the PRN.FM. Next time on Peace Talks Radio, the Roosevelts from a peace studies perspective, the story behind Teddy's Nobel Peace Prize, the nuances of FDR's war and peace philosophies, and Eleanor Roosevelt's negotiation skills. She was a respectful and patient negotiator who also had a Velcro butt. I mean, she would stay at the table. She would not leave. On the next Peace Talks Radio. Progressive Radio Network is a thinking person's network for our world's progressive visionaries and stakeholders and great thinkers to assemble on a commercial-free and listener-supported network. Our provocative hosts speak freely and passionately on intriguing and urgent topics such as health and news and politics and women's issues and philosophy and more that directly impact our lives. Progressive Radio Network takes chances Our voices and ideas are not always welcomed by corporate media. So Progressive Radio Network is a very important outlet for these great thinkers. It's loud and clear. We take you inside the news. Remember, telling the truth is important, but to make a difference, it has to be loud and clear. Loud and clear. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on the Progressive Radio Network.
Mama, Zuma, Zuma, Bacala. Hey, we got Dena in Texas. Hello there. It's Dina. But oh, Dina, I'm sorry. <laughs> I spell it the right way. D-E-N-A. All right, all right. But, but uh, you know what? I have a question. Now, first of all, I believe that people just don't want to come out of their comfort zones when it comes to helping or doing anything or, or protesting. Uh, and that's why I think they don't do anything. But my question here is, what makes the gas gasoline at the pump, those places, fluctuate the way they do? Last week it was 239 here in Dallas. And I'm in, in Rockwall, Texas. And then the, the other day it was 202. What makes well, it go up and down like that? It, it, that's Hello? what I was saying before. You have, you have to watch the um, the daily markets. Oh, the markets. Hmm. Yeah, so, for example, um, you go to, um, one, an easy one to go to is CNBC. Mm-hmm. You go to cnbc.com, and okay. then what you do, it comes up, and across the, the, the top it says EU, meaning the European markets, Asian markets, U.S., gold, oil, bonds. So you click on oil. And oil oh. prices now, they're at $59.95. So this is a several months low because oil was almost up to $70 a barrel just a few weeks ago. So Brent crude has lost $10 a barrel. So it, 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 the prices went down as the cost of oil has gone down. The reason oil prices are going down is that there's too much supply and not enough demand. With all of this fracking and America's oil policy, the United States is now the world's largest oil producer. Uh, Russia used to be, and then Saudi Arabia, then the United States. Now we're number one. But what I'm saying is there's so much supply out there and there's just not enough demand. So oil prices are going to stay low, I believe, unless there's a war breaks out in the Middle East, then you'll see the prices skyrocket. Then that'll bring down the global economy. Now, I'm mentioning this because if, if you saw, how much did you say the, the, oil, the gas is now? Now at 202, $2.02. All right, so now suppose it's, suppose it's, uh, 402. You think that's going to take a hit on people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. So what I'm saying is if they if war breaks out, oil prices skyrocket. I mentioned already how how fragile the global economy is. Now you have escalating oil prices. This will crash the economies. For example, in in India, uh, you know, 80% 80% of their energy is imported. So the more expensive it gets, the quicker their economy goes down. Same thing with China, it's the world's largest importer. So the, 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 the neocons, the crazies are caught in a catch-22. 
They want more war because they're psychopathic freaks that should be in mental institutions. <laughs> they are. These are sick people. I know. <laughs> they are, true, they are mentally true. deranged people that morons and imbeciles suck up to who they call Obama, who they call Trump, yeah. who they call Clinton, yeah. who they call Bush. These are mentally deranged people that only those kind of people would cause, would, would murder millions of other people in thousands and hundreds. They're no different to me than some sick person walking with a gun and blowing, killing kids in a school or in a bar. But anyway, what's holding these psychopaths back and these, these deranged imbeciles is that they're fearful of oil prices going up because they know it'll crash the economies. So that's why they're trying to cool things out. On the other hand, the other crazy people like the Saudis, they need oil prices to go up to nearly $100 a barrel for their economy to grow even. So they want the prices to go up. So will they inflict a little damage around there to juice them up a little bit? You never know. Because people that are only interested in making money will do anything they want to get it. So thank you, Dina, for calling in. Any other questions? No, no, that's it. Thank you so much, Joe. Oh, my pleasure. So, we got E from Edgewater's back. Hello there, E. Hi, Gerald. Hello there. How are you, buddy? All right. Yeah. You know, when we're little boys and girls, we believe in the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. But then we get a little older and we realize that our parents were just making up a story to make us feel good because we lost the tooth and we got all upset. Oh, you put it under the pillow, the, the Tooth Fairy is going to come. And then we got older and we realized that it was just a story. But, you know, and... Pearl Harbor and the World Trade Center disaster is like the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. But now we're older and we still believe in fairy tales. You know, how come? How come we believe in these fairy tales? How come in Pearl Harbor, the day before it happened, all the officers of those ships were told not to be on the boats on Sunday morning, go to church instead, and all the... All the, all the enlisted men were kept on those boats. And how come in the World Trade Center, all the CEOs were told not to be in the building on, the, on, the, on September 11th in the morning? Instead, yeah. go across the river to a picnic for the CEO's picnic, where they'd have a nice view of the World Trade Centers across the river of planes flying into it. These things were both staged events that changed the course of history. After the President Kennedy was murdered, everything changed. And then Pearl Harbor happened in the 40s and changed the world then. Hundreds of thousands of people were murdered for no reason, had nothing to do with any wars. Two cities 
were totally destroyed, and it was an agreement between the Japanese government and the United States government to let, allow that to happen. All Just right, like, all right. Without, without going on to all the details, what's new? How about, how about World War I? They, they, they killed the Archduke Ferdinand. I mean, you know, I mean, it, uh, what I'm trying to say to you is that sick people are in charge and running the show. The details don't matter to me. And where are the people standing up and fighting? Right now in front of us, you have Trump leading this nation to war. What is any different from, from the Democrats with all this BS about how the Russians hacked into the system without one, not one shred of proof, but this whole stupid impeachment thing, how they're teaching us to hate the Russians, and Trump teaching us to hate the Iranians, what makes them any different than Hitler teaching you how to hate the Jews? All I'm saying, it's a continuation of sickness. The details don't matter. Hitler yeah, could have been... How many, how many people I know, intelligent people, believe the Russian and Iranian stories that the propagandists keep selling us? If we had war against Iran and they slaughtered most of the people, the most of the people here would say they deserved it. Holocaust? Yeah, Holocaust 2020, maybe. But again, go back. I got to talk. How about Armenia? I mean, you keep going back. So I'm just saying the details don't matter to me. Of, of it's it's the people. It's the it's the it's the Inhuman race. I, as I said, I bought these buildings in Kingston, the most historic four corners in America, when I came back from Berlin. And I'm saying this, this place was grander than Paris before it got bombed out. Why didn't the people stop it before it was out of hand? It was going to end. The war was going to end. Why didn't they stop it? And it's the same thing now. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear this stuff. I want action. Action. I launched Occupy Peace. I want, I'm, I, I have an action plan for peace. As I said, this Bloomberg, this little boy Bloomberg, stop and frisk Bloomberg, spends over, almost $250 million now on, on campaign advertising. Can you imagine if one of these billionaires gave us $220 million to occupy peace? We'd have a real peace movement. Code pink, I just heard code. Yeah, how far could they go? They do this, do that, nothing's changed. 47% of the people were in favor of Trump slaughtering, assassinating General Soleimani based on you know, imminent danger. It was a total lie and they didn't show us one proof. So anyway, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear things, the details. Of, those of the, things are made up. Those are made up stories, Gerald. Uh, I'm telling you, on. I don't care about the story. I'm talking about the action. So anyway, yeah, that's a it. Yeah, there's a war going on against the, the, the poor people of the world, right? The rich feel that they need to eliminate all the poor people on the world. So they're going to start... I disagree. I disagree with you. The, 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 the big companies, the rich, they want all the poor people they can get so they can hire them for nothing. So you become a, you become a plantation worker on, in, in a plantation of slave land here. So... So anyway, listen, I, I got some other things to talk about. Thanks a lot. I only have a few minutes left. 
Thanks a lot, Eve. So, going back to what's going on, I, I want to tune in to the world view. And it's very important because of what I was saying is we're concentrating, the media is, I should say, on basically what's going on now with this coronavirus. And I'm glad they made it an easy name to remember, you know, if they had all these, you know, other syllables in there that didn't match like they do with these pharmaceutical names that you can't pronounce, I wouldn't know it so well. But when you look at the global picture and what we're writing about in the Trends Journal that people aren't aware of because of what is going on, it's, it's, it's astounding. Because Iraq, protests going on, they almost had a million person march this past weekend. They want the Americans to leave. India, millions, millions took to the streets over the weekend. France, Lebanon. Venezuela, this guy Guaido, they had him out there in uh, Davos to meet with the billionaires. Yep. And they didn't give him such a warm welcome. And he's losing his support in Venezuela. So, there's riots, protests, strikes, war, going on all around the world. Barely in the news. This is really important. Because I've never seen a situation like this where so many countries are in upheaval and, 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 and in distress. There was a report that came out today about all of the missiles, the bombings in Afghanistan. It's the highest level in years that Americans are killing. It's not making the news. Israel's planning to vote this Sunday on annexing 30% of the West Bank. 30%. We put maps in the Trends Journal of what Israel looked like when it was formed and what it looks like now. They've stolen most of the land. It's an apartheid state. And if you say anything against it, you're considered an anti-Semite. Which is 
pure stupidity. Not an anti-Semite. These, they're not Semites. The Ashkenazis are Eastern Europeans. But what I'm saying this for is it's going to cause more and more and more violence. The Middle East should be left to the Middle East. That America is there and insisting upon being there and attacking Iran for being there is a pure outrage. But it's supported by both the Democrats and the Repulsivkins. We just heard this guy, Hook. Brian Hook, U.S. Special Representative. He singled out the guy who took um, Soleimani's place, Johnny, Esmael Johnny. He said, if Johnny follows the same path of killing Americans, then he will meet the same fate. This isn't a new threat. The president has always said that he will always respond decisively to protect American interests. I think the Iranian regime understands now that they cannot attack America and get away with it, said Hook. Huh. Who are the Americans Hook is referring to that cannot be attacked? Average American citizens? Or the American military and their mercenaries killing, bombing, and illegally occupying Yemen, Libya, Syria, Iraq, and other sovereign nations that pose no threat to Americans. But this clown gets away with it. There's no media left. This progressive radio network and those of us that are on the shows. Of course, the Trends Journal is another magazine like it. We tell you what's going on, what's happening and where, what it means and where's it, where it's going. And who are the American interests, this little hook? You look at this guy, Brian Hook. You want to look at a... Uh, an arrogant boy. Who are the American interests that must be protected? ExxonMobil, Halliburton, United Technologies, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, and other war profiteers? And this guy, Ghani, as well as other Iranian officials, are vowing to take revenge for the U.S. killing of Soleimani. So we believe that the United States, Israel, and the Saudi alliance is going to continue to target Iran.
Yep. Particularly Saudi Arabia, as I mentioned. As oil prices go down, they're going to want to get them up. And these low oil prices are really going to be damaging to places like Iran. Iran's exports have fallen to 500,000 barrels a day of oil. From 2.8 million before Trump withdrew from the nuclear deal. So Iran's economy will continue its sharp decline. They'll have more pressure domestically against the government and the people will suffer more. Where's the outrage? What outrage? We've got to hate the Iranians. That's what we're taught to. As I said, what makes it any different? Than teaching us how to hate the Russians and how to hate the Iranians. And Hitler teaching us how to hate the Jews. Nothing's changed. Just different times, different names, different people. Same sickness. And I'm so sick and tired of people saying, oh, what can I do? What can I do? Stop. Stop. Don't, don't tell me why you're a coward. Cowards. When I was a little boy, a situation would happen. And my mother, may I so rest in peace, would say to me, I hate cowards. And I didn't know what the word meant. And I heard it as I was growing up as a kid. I hate cowards when a situation would happen. And when I realized what a coward would, was, <laughs> I'm not going to be one of them. <clears throat> I wouldn't do that to disgrace my mother. And I've done some other stuff, believe me, my own but not to disgrace my mom. So we have a planet of cowards. People aren't fighting back in America. Look at this stupid, this moronic democratic race. Look at it. Warren, Sanders, Buttigieg, Bloomberg, Yin and yang, whatever, nothings. Tulsi Gabbard, the only one I respect, and they pushed her out. She's an agent of Russia, according to Hillary Clinton, or being pushed by Russia, or words to that effect. Yep. Does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Samuel Adams.
So, as I keep saying, the future's in your hands. Do you can to support Progressive Radio Network? If you want to know where the future's going, and the future is now, by the way. The future is now. It's in the Trends Journal. So thank you all again for tuning in. Wishing you all the best. Peace, love, and prosperity. But most of all, please do what you can do to make the world a better place. Thanks for tuning in. Tell the lunar, mama, 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 mama